and share for a few minutes, and then we're going to go to those songs again, Simone. Amen. Good morning, everyone. I'm, swe- I'm sweating. <laughs> yeah. I got some exercise, and I'm not that that was the purpose, but I can feel my heart beating. <laughs> um, this morning, we, I'm not sure if everyone is even aware, like, what we, what we, um, how we are actually doing the, the, uh, these morning, or this morning specifically. And, and what we actually felt as, as elders to do is, we didn't necessarily come this morning with, you know, one person set out to preach, and that, that is what we're going to do. We were a couple of us that prepared something that we felt, and then however the morning goes, you know, um, uh, Derek leading the morning, you know, he, whatever, he leads us into a certain direction. And it was so cool just to see um, the direction we went into, the, the word of encouragement that David brought, because it's something that I felt the Lord wanted to highlight this morning is um, following, following Jesus with joy. <laughs> following Jesus with joy. I didn't even know what uh, Simone said, or I didn't even know what she's going to sing this morning. But when she started with Happy Day this morning, I just I, I felt like that song, um, it's an old song, but there's something prophetic of that song for us in this season. I believe it. I believe it. I'm convinced of it. Um, I... I think when it comes to joy, there's probably two groups of people, yeah? Some of us, when you think about Jesus, you just want to burst out in shouts of joy. You know, there's just joy in your heart when you think about Him saving you. It just comes naturally. And there's some of us that, you know, we've been following the Lord for a while, and there's maybe been a little bit of a, you know, losing of that joy. You're following Him, but, oh, man, it is hard. And, and the reality is it is hard to follow Jesus. And this morning, me emphasizing joy is not emphasizing any of the other areas. Okay, you guys hear what I'm saying? This is just one part of many parts. So please don't, don't say I'm saying this is the only part because that's not what I'm saying this morning. I want to start off just with this, this quote by someone called Anonymous. He says many things, <laughs> I've realized <laughs> It says the following, it says, your joy rests on God's joy. Your joy rests on God's joy. It's just such, so when I read that, it's just so so beautiful. And I want to start off with the story, Um, I I think it was three, four years ago, I was privileged to go to to the UK, Britain, England, and and when I went there, uh, we went to this worship conference thingy. Um, and it was five, six thousand people uh, uh, came together. It was in the summer in, in England, and that time it was, I think, 32, 33 degrees. And for England, 33 degrees is like, you know, for them, that is like 52 degrees, you know. Where for us, 41 is like, okay, you know, we sit in our houses, we're okay. For them, it's like, yo, we're going to die now. Um, but we, we were there. This tent was, was in the middle of a field, sun baking, you know, on this warm tent, creating a really uncomfortable atmosphere inside of this tent. And I remember one of the days, it was four days, just worship, four days, and you're in that tent, and you know, you're worshiping, but you're, you're sweating, and you're sweating, and you know, you're not you're drinking water throughout the worship, and it was actually not so comfortable as what I thought it would be. 
And um, one late afternoon, there was a, a, a guy that plays the violin. And there was a moment we were singing, and we were almost hanging um, back a little bit. There wasn't necessary song being sung at that moment. People were just being with Jesus. And this guy just, uh, he asked if he can go up, you know, on stage. He, he, he wants to play the violin like while we're hanging back. He just feels like the Holy Spirit stirring him to play the violin. He climbs on stage, and he, he starts playing beautiful melody. But as he starts playing, there's, there's like almost a, a, a joy, you know, like a, a, a joy, a, me, a melody that just highlights joy that starts coming out. And as he starts playing, this room suddenly exploded just in praise and exploded in worship and exploded in dance. And it wasn't, I can't explain it, it wasn't necessarily just the guy's a good violent player, but there was a sense of Jesus in that moment. And people were singing their own songs to the Lord. And that moment went on. That, that just explosion of joy went on for, for 40 to 50 minutes with not any song being sung. Literally, if I had to describe that moment, it was hearts filled with gratefulness and thankfulness. And they just couldn't hold it to themselves. And you know, my prayer this morning is that there would be something of that that will almost just come back to, to, you know, I'm speaking about myself actually this morning. I'm trusting that something of that will come back to myself. That when I think of Jesus, I just cannot but be thankful. I cannot but express my joy. I cannot but just, you know, be like, um, um, praise and worship Him and do it with joy in my heart because I'm just so thankful. Um, amen? You all agree with me? You all with me? <laughs> I want to I wanna, um, highlight a verse, and it's basically a, a base verse I want to use this morning, and I'm, I'm not going to be long. But I, I want to look at uh, Nehemiah 8, verse 10. Nehemiah 8, verse 10. If we can put that up. Is it possible? Yes. Oh, cool. So Nehemiah said, go and enjoy choice food and sweet drinks, and send some to those who have nothing prepared. And then this part is very well known. We like quoting this and putting it on our fridges and on our cars. This day is sacred to our Lord. Do not grieve, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. We often sing songs of that phrase, you know, the joy of the Lord is our strength. And we often would quote that or, you know, don't worry, the joy of the Lord is your strength. We would say that, but I don't know if you're like me, I often wonder, what does that mean? Because we often, we easily use that phrase. And it, it almost become Christianese. The joy of the Lord is my strength. And just to give you um, context. Um, so Nehemiah, if you uh, read the book of Nehemiah, he, he, he was called to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. So they were in exile, I think, for 70 years. And suddenly the Israelites were called back. And Nehemiah uh, led this whole um, movement of rebuilding the walls. Now they were in Babylon. Now, Babylon, just to plainly say it without defying, like give a, a very in-depth description, but they didn't follow the ways of God. They didn't. So the Israelites, obviously, they were in exile in Babylon. So you can just imagine, if you're there for 70 years, you're going to learn their ways. You're going to start doing what they're doing. And, and that's what happened is the Israelites started doing what Babylon is doing. That vision, it wasn't necessarily right in the eyes of God. So they came back, and as they came back, the prophet Ezra started reading out of the word, the law of that time. And there's something that happened. 
There was a, a moment of, of joy, and suddenly there was a weeping. Because I can just imagine, you, it's the first time you publicly hear your law being read again. It's like, yo, we're we here together again. You know, it's almost like after COVID, all of us coming together <laughs> for the first time. Hopefully, it's not the same scenario, but it's, it's similar. But you, you know, we, they call, they hear this law being read. And there's, there's, uh, there's a moment of joy, like, yes, we're together. Yes, that is our law. It's so precious to us. It's being read. And as it's being read, there's, there's a moment of most probably realizing, yo, we lost our way. We lost our way. I mean, that what we, we are used to, what we came out of now, wasn't necessarily what God wants us to do. And they started weeping. And this is where this verse comes in. So Nehemiah, the governor, in that time, he stood up and he reminded the people that, remember, this is the first day of the new year. It was that, that day. It was the first day of the new year. They call it the, the Feast of Trumpets. And a special feast for the Lord was, was held. And this is where those words coming. Do not be grieved, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. You know, although this context, you know, most probably you're like, but yeah, well, our context isn't necessarily the same. It does say something of the Lord's character. It does. Because I can imagine the Lord could have just been, you guys lost your way. Go away. <laughs> and yet Nehemiah stands up and he says those words, do not grieve. Oh. Isn't that beautiful? It reminds me of a famous portion of Scripture in the New Testament, Luke 15. Do you know Luke 15? The prodigal son. Who may have heard that, that portion of Scripture? The prodigal son. It was probably one of my favorite portions of Scripture. And here you have um, three pictures, basically. You, you, um, the Scriptures, Jesus is telling the story of a shepherd finding a, a lost sheep. Okay, that's the first story. The second one is, um, a woman that found a lost coin, a coin that she lost. And the third one is the, the son that, that um, literally took his inheritance, he wasted it away, and then he came back to the father. And there's something beautiful that happens when there's that coming back to him. And it's a rejoicing. <laughs> Jesus loves finding lost things. If you read that, it's just you get this picture, the scene in heaven of just this joy exploding when something lost returns. It's similar, this picture of almost this Israel being in exile. They were away from God and they came back. Oh, and those words, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Don't hear what I'm not saying this morning. Sin does grieve God. Yes, it does. Okay, it does. But there's this beautiful picture of us actually called to walk with Him. <laughs> And there'd be joy in the process. And I'm not saying we must not grieve. You see, there's a tension between joy and mourning. Not mourning like ochend, <laughs> mourning, crying. M-O-U, the Afrikaans mensen. Mourning and, and um, joy. You see, joy loses its power if there's no mourning. If there's no mourning, then why would we want to be joyful? There's these two opposites, but actually it gives one another, it actually gives one another significance. There's going to be times when you follow the Lord, where you're going to be on your face, being overwhelmed by the sin in your life. It's happened to me. It's happened to many people in this room. But there's going to be times where you're going to be, able to be like, oh God, you're just so good. <laughs> you're just so good. Thank you. 
Thank you for forgiving me. Thank you for washing away my sin. Thank you, Lord, for, for just giving me life. Does it make sense? There's these two sides that the Lord is actually calling us. And, and that's the thing about Jesus. He's a person. He's not a principle. And as we follow him, there's going to be these moments of grieving, but also moments of joy. And I felt actually to prepare and, and to speak about this specifically, because how often do we use this phrase, Lord, we've lost our joy of our salvation. Have you heard that before? And we pray and ask for the Lord to give us the joy of our salvation, which is good. I'm, I'm glad we're praying and asking that. But often we ask that because we actually don't understand fully what He saved us out of. Because if we understood, if we understood what He saved us out of, oh man, joy would be our portion. <laughs> if we understood that you were condemned, that you deserve to go to hell, Skulk deserved to go to hell. Jesus took my place. The scripture says in um, 2 Corinthians 5 verse 21, I think it's that. It says that Jesus became sin, who knew no sin. He took my place so that I can stand in righteousness before God. Oh, that joyous sound. <laughs> joyous sound. Joyous sound. I, I had this question. I had this question, and if you read through the Gospels, I often wondered, you know, the guy being healed or that moment when Jesus just multiplied the food, or, you know, you, th you think through the miracles, I often wondered, how did it sound afterwards? How did it sound afterwards? Like, how did it sound afterwards? I, I even think about the Israelites being led through the, the, the Red Sea, you know? Like, that sea opening, and they're just walking out, and there's this moment like a, all these people walking through the Red Sea, and it's open, and then even, you know, the Egyptians coming after them, and, and God just saving them from their enemy. I wondered, how did it sound afterwards? Did they just go like, okay. There was probably times of just being in awe. Yes. There are times of just like, most probably just crying before the Lord. There were times definitely of thanksgiving. <laughs> there were times of just joyous shouts. My encouragement this morning is, do we realize what He has done for us? That He's the one that heals. That He's the one that delivers. That He is the one that saved us. I want to take us to Acts 13, verse 52. I'm, I sound like I'm jumping around because I am jumping around. Acts 13, verse 52. Love this. And the disciples were filled with what? Joy and with the Holy Spirit. So interesting that it's like sat in two, you know, like away from one another. But yet, I, I felt most probably it was just something they wanted to highlight. They were filled with what? Joy and with the Holy Spirit. Often when we speak about Jesus, we sound like, listen, you know, Jesus, yeah, he loves you. Yeah, but it's yo, so hard follow him. Yes, sir. Huh? And it's true. It is hard to follow him. For whom, whom, whom would testify that? It's quite a challenge to follow Jesus. I would put my hand up first. You know, it is hard. That's the reality. Why? Because sometimes we deal with things going on in our hearts, okay? And it's not nice for us. And he exposes things. But <laughs> following Jesus, we need to realize we gain so much more following him than what we are losing. <laughs> Why? Because He is our treasure. He is our reward. 
He is the joy. I'm always thinking about Jesus dying on the cross. And the scripture says in Hebrews that he, he looked ahead to the what? The joy set before him. Which basically means that of the physical pain of the cross, you know, that all that he was going through, there was a joy set before him. A joy set before him that, that helped him to actually endure and go through that. Isn't that beautiful? What is your joy? What is your joy? What is your joy? And do you believe He is your joy? Do you believe He is your joy? I want to read this quickly. Just this quote, and then I'm almost ending off. If that's okay with you, Terry. The scandal is that your sin was great. But God's love was greater. <laughs> you might conclude that you should bring an offering for your acceptance with God. Yet Christ has beaten you to it. <laughs> That's the scandal. It's a scandal of love. We couldn't provide a sacrifice, so God provided one for Himself in Christ. We couldn't climb to heaven, so heaven came to us in Christ. In Christ, we see the grand display of the heavens invading earth. This scandal is designed to make you blush. Its intention is to make every cell in your body scream with thanksgiving and joyful praise. Isn't that beautiful? If we look at the cross this morning, I, what I want to challenge us in this morning, do we really see the joy set before us? <laughs> do we really see the joy set before us? Are we filled with joy? <laughs> are we filled with joy? Or are we walking in a survival mentality? Just don't sin. Just don't sin. Don't, don't sin. Just follow Him. Don't sin. Don't sin. Often our focus is so much on not to sin that we forget about the reward. Um, my last story, and then I end off. Um, and I think I've told this before, but it just reminds me of, of what I just said. Is, um, we were at school busy with a, a group of kids. Um, and uh, Fritz van Heerden, which is an elder in Paul, he was speaking that morning. He was sharing a little bit and um, sharing his testimony. And after that, it was only guys. Um, one of the, uh, it was a 15-year-old boy, stood up and he had a question. He said, Wim, or uncle, how, how do I stop sinning? Uh, how do I s uh, stop smoking? Okay, that was his question. So everyone was like shocked. <gasps> you know, he's smoking, you know. Although, most uh, probably some of them actually doing it with him, but all of them looked shocked. They had to act the part. And they looked shocked. And my, I was more shocked at, at Fritz's answer in that moment to him. Okay, when he said, how do I stop smoking? Fritz quickly responded and said, you get something better. I was like, what? What do you mean? And then suddenly, oh, yes, Jesus. <laughs> yes, Jesus. Get something better, Jesus. He's just so much better. He's just so much better. And I'm praying this morning, as I've heard being prayed, now even the past few weeks, I've been with people praying and asking the Lord, sincerely restore to us the joy of our salvation. I'm praying and trusting that in, in us as a church, that would happen by us looking to Jesus. Can I pray for us quickly? Simone, you can. Father, I pray this morning, Jesus. Can we stand up? Can we stand up? Lord, just reading the scriptures that we can be filled with joy, I pray, as we read in Acts 13, that you will come and fill us this morning with your spirit and would you come and fill us with joy. Jesus. This is not a joy, um, the, um, the, the, 
the joy of the Lord is the strength. It's not just a joy for, for us, Lord, but it's a joy that's from you. It's your joy, Jesus. And I pray, God, this joy is your son. <laughs> this joy is you. And I pray, Holy Spirit, just bring our hearts before you. Just where you are, in your own words, just ask him, Lord, would you come and fill me this morning? Just ask him in your own words, Lord, would you come and fill me this morning? God. Lord, would you, um, in, in your heart that's maybe blinded to the fact that you are our joy, that you are the treasure in the field, that you are better than anything we can imagine, Jesus. I pray, would you almost just unveil, like open those eyes this morning. Holy Spirit, by your Spirit, God, would you come and open eyes to see this joy, this inheritance that does not fade away. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Every heart. Just say these words. Jesus. No, let's, let's try again. Jesus, come and fill me this morning. Fill me with your Spirit. Fill me with joy. Jesus, reveal yourself to us this morning anew. Just say these words. Lord, we want to see you. Let's say it again. Lord, we want to see you. I want us to say it with faith. Lord, we want to see you. Oh, we want to see you. Jesus, would you come and do that? that I really feel um, this morning. I think prophetically we played out in our house what God wants to share. Um, for two days in my heart, I just felt the Holy Spirit was convicting me about a sin. And um, so this morning I called the children and I said, I want to speak to you. And they're like, oh, we're in trouble. I said, no, you're not in trouble. Um, but I want to repent. And so I said to the children, there's this sin in my heart that pops up every now and again. And I want to repent before you this morning. I want to say I'm sorry for this because it doesn't reflect Jesus. And it influences you when this comes out in my heart. It influences you and it influences your behavior. And so I want to repent. And I, I cried. I felt, I felt like, I, children, we need to hate sin. I love Jesus. I don't want this in my life. And I'm struggling to overcome this. And, um, and I said to the kids, when you see this happening to mommy, you pray for me. Because the day I gave my heart to Jesus, I didn't become perfect. I just committed to growing and laying things down. And then I said to the kids, the Holy Spirit reminded me of the scripture. And Hendrik and I was interceding in the week as well. And when we interceded, the Holy Spirit reminded me of the scripture that says, um, we are no longer slaves to sin. And I said to the kids, you know, the good news of the gospel is that all of us sin. But when we give our lives to Jesus, we're not slaves to that sin. We have been set free to the power of that mm. sin to, to control us and to take us to death. And when we worshiped this morning, I, I just really felt like it went in like, yes, Lord, my, I have joy because I'm not a slave to sin. Because I can trust God with my children. Um, so I just want to encourage us that our joy, we have to see, like Skog said, what we have been saved from. Those chains that want to bind us, that we'll never overcome, we have been set free. And that is our joy, is in Christ Jesus. Sure. You know, um, I lived in a part, uh, in a time of church history, 40 years ago, 
that uh, the Lord so acutely reminded me of this morning. Um, and, you know, if I may, I, I would like to take you to one of our meetings. 25,000 people. And I remember we had a band, brass instruments, saxophones, drums, electric guitars, pianos. I mean, the band would be bigger than the congregation this morning. 25,000 people. And we'd start to sing the song, I'm redeemed by love divine. Glory, glory, Christ is mine. And I remember them bringing a, a guy down on a, they were carrying him on a blanket. And he was bone thin. I mean, he was dying. He was gray as a lady's top. No hair. He was dying. And I remember them bringing this guy down on this, on this blanket, four corners. In other words, they couldn't hold him. He was so frail that I hold him in a blanket. And they laid him down and, and, and the song would go, I'm redeemed by love divine. Glory, glory, Christ is mine. And people understood in those years that Christ was theirs. There was a joy that was so unspeakable that the tent would start to pulsate as 25,000 people. And around the altars, thousands started to dance. And the joy of the Lord would break out. And the music would break out. And the saxophones would go. And in midst all this chaos and worship and and you danced. He stopped at the stand. We, we, there was great, just there was clouds of dust, and the perspiration. You had to be fit to keep up. But you never sang the sang the song for ten minutes. You were twenty minutes, thirty minutes down the line. I'm redeemed by love divine, and people were spinning, and the joy of the Lord was falling. And I saw this guy came, and I mean, in the midst of the chaos, whatever they prayed, prayed for this guy. Next minute, this guy jumped. Yeah. And he started to dance. It was like a Lazarus experience. And I often think to that time of church history that I as an old timer lived in. And I look at what we have today, and what we have today is good. Don't get me, me wrong, but I believe there's a grace in God. I remember when uh, um, Jonathan Stanfield came from Isle of Man to preach at, at, at Durbanville Congregation, and he, and he preached on from good to great. I've never forgotten it. He says it's a prophetic word that God wants to take you from good to great. And I think in many ways, it doesn't just happen, Simone. It Johnny, it's something you've got to prepare towards. You've got to, you've got to prepare songs of joy. You've got to prepare songs of praise. And then you're just going to let rip. And that's my prayer and my heart for this congregation. That there'll come a time over here, we had an elders meeting here, the one year, where we danced around this building, all the elders, there's a couple of hundred of us over here, three, four hundred, I don't know how many fits in this wall, but maybe two, three hundred, I would say. And we started here, and we were out the pool area, and we danced this through here the whole evening. It was just sat, and we just, all we did was dance and worship the Lord. And I believe that there's something that God has for us. And so in some measure, Simone, Yechan Fons lay in the licky no of praise, and I don't want us to go into deep worship this morning. I want us to praise the Lord this morning. I believe him with lost streak and skit the bicky up, and, and even if it's just a song or two, and it's for 10 minutes before we go home, but let's just, with a joyful heart, come to the full understanding, Christ is mine. I'm redeemed by love divine, glory, glory. Christ is mine.
And that's something, blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. That understanding that, that you belong to Him should put uh, such a joy in you, should put such a dance in you, should get your feet off the ground in a sense when you go, my Lord, if I'm going to find my way on the way to heaven, which you all are, here's a, a newsflash, you're all going to die. You're all going <laughs> to come before God. Can I ask that you dance your way in? Amongst the cloud of witnesses, dance your way into heaven, people. Amen. It's a moment.